This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, John Bolton. Ambassador Bolton, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be with you. So the three things that the average American who, let's face it, doesn't follow foreign policy, et cetera, that closely should know about the deal the president just signed. Well, I think the deal legitimizes the regime in Tehran. After all, it's uh, also the biggest uh, funder of international terrorism, and yet the President of the United States and the Secretary of State have agreed uh, on the nuclear program. What a boost that gives to the Ayatollahs, number one. Number two, the practical effect of this deal uh, will be to put it almost entirely in Iran's hands to decide when it's going to actually proceed to fabricate nuclear weapons. There's really almost nothing in the deal that stops that from happening. And number three, Iran achieves its principal objective, which is getting free of the international economic sanctions. So uh, I I view this deal as a debacle from the point of view of the United States. It's uh, really, it's a diplomatic waterloo. We're talking to uh, former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton. What about the claims from the uh, Obama administration that the money that's got people legitimately upset, $140 billion, doesn't start flowing until Iran crosses certain you know, they, until they take certain actions. Is, is the money front-loaded, back-loaded? How should we look at this? Well, I wouldn't really worry about whether it's front-loaded or back-loaded, because I think what Iran will do is take whatever temporary, easily reversible steps may be necessary, not just to free up the tens of billions of frozen assets, uh, but to get economic sanctions lifted, hopefully from their point of view in uh, the United States, but uh, even more importantly from their point of view in Europe, Russia, China, and elsewhere in the world. Because once those sanctions come off, I tell you, the political men momentum will be overwhelming uh, in making sure they don't come back on. And that is the problem, isn't it, is that once uh, European businesses are back in business and they're making money uh, buying and selling with the Iranians, they're not going to care that much about what the Iranians are doing with the $140 billion, will they? No, normal countries like Russia and China and many others, frankly, that have been violating the existing sanctions regime. Uh, And that's why I think all of the attention given to what's going to happen in Congress, sad to say, is misplaced. Because even if there's a majority in Congress against the deal, even if there's a two-thirds majority in Congress Mm -hmm. to override an Obama veto, the only thing that will accomplish is keeping U.S. sanctions in place. won't stop the Europeans, the Russians, the Indians, the Chinese, and others from lifting their sanctions. So there's nothing Congress can do in the end to stop Iran from getting a lot more money and a lot more leeway on nukes. 
Right. The only thing they can do is restrict what the United States does. I, I mean, I would support that. But, you know, it basically takes us back to where we were in 2005, 2006. America's had uh, an enormous uh, burden of sanctions against Iran ever since the hostage taking of our embassy in 1979. That hasn't slowed Iran uh, down at all in getting weapons systems, high technology, uh, help for their nuclear program uh, and investment in their oil assets from all around the world. Uh, Ambassador Bolton, I, I know your time is limited. I really appreciate you joining us. I want to read you a text, a tweet that was sent out by uh, Rouhani. He says, to our neighbors, do not be deceived by the propaganda from the warmongering Zionist regime. Uh, Iran and its power will translate into your power. How does that read in the region? Well, I think Iran has been enormously strengthened by this deal, uh, and it certainly uh, has already, unfortunately, begun a nuclear arms race in the region. The Saudis, the Egyptians, the Turks, the Jordanians, and maybe others are, are not now sitting idly by as Iran progresses toward nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, after 9-11, would we have been so quick to go in and overthrow al-Qaeda and the Taliban? I don't think so. We would have had to worry about nuclear retaliation. Right. So I think uh, now that Iran has uh, a path to uh, its own uh, nuclear weapons capability, it will be emboldened to carry out terrorist activities against Israel, against hostile Arab and Sunni states, uh, and against the United States and the West. As usual, Ambassador Bolton, you have such good news for us when we I, talk. I like, to say, I like to say I spread sweetness and light wherever I go. <laughs> well, as one of the people who was, is bummed out that you chose not to run for president because I was dying to see the John Bolton-Rand uh, Paul debate on foreign policy, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Well, thanks again for having me. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.